0: excited? Probably curious. a little bit of everything, yes. <laughs> Nervous, excited, curious, all of those things, as to be expected when it's something new, right? Mm-hmm. First, it's my first time.
1: <laughs> okay, You've listened to some, right?
0: I listened to a few of the earlier ones, but then when you asked me, I stopped, uh, I stopped listening because I, (laughs) you didn't want to, it's very important to me to be original.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome.
0: So I just wanted to make sure that I'll listen to them after though, for sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sounds
1: good. The five elements of letting go, the podcast, discussing mental health openly and freely and learning tools and techniques to find peace. Welcome everyone to the five elements of letting go. I'm Dr. Jared McCollum. My guest today is Lisa and Lisa, I know <laughs> how to pronounce that name, but I want you to pronounce it. So it's just right. Cause Let's I've messed a few right. oh. yeah. last names. <laughs>
0: Kowalowskis.
1: Kowalowskis. Mm. Okay. So yeah. I just put a little bit more emphasis on the wrong spots. Okay. okay. So I've known you for, oh, 10 years.
0: I think so. It's been a long time. Yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah. You first met Chris. Yes. I think. Yes. And then we became friends through that connection. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, you've been helping us out with our paperwork mm-hmm. at the clinic for many years. It's mm-hmm. um, many
0: pots. Yeah.
1: So not only are you an excellent bookkeeper, but you are a life coach. I am. Um, mm-hmm. Sage Life Coaching. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll put a link below. So what, yeah. after listening to Lisa, you're going to be like, Oh my goodness. (laughs) I need to sit down with this lady and Mm -hmm. she's going to help me plan my life or figure things out. That
0: would be nice. I love to do that.
1: Yeah. You're very good at it. You're just, people are going to learn this after Mm -hmm. just chatting with you. You're a fantastic person. And uh,
0: so are you. (laughs) I was thinking about you today and like how generous you are with your time, with your resources. I remember when I first was taking my coach training, you had offered me a space while I was still in training if Uh I wanted to Use your intake room to see clients and stuff, and even just setting all of this up, you know, just of your own free will and generosity. It's yeah. Oh. I wanted to just acknowledge how generous you are. You always have been um. since I met you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah.
1: Well, I, you know, I'm sure there's always alternative motives behind everything I do, <laughs> but uh, right. I, I'm grateful that's how people see it. Yeah. Um, I, I myself, I must admit, I really enjoy doing this. Yeah. I um I, and and I'll one thing you know again we talk a lot about everyone else but I'll drop something because somebody the other day said you don't talk enough about yourself and those but uh, one thing for me is I um I've never been a real people person even especially when I was younger mm-hmm. I grew up in a family with seven plus kids because we always had at least one foster kid in the home oh, and yeah. so you're always fighting yeah you know for that and um I was. <laughs> Much different than my siblings. You know, they're all happy to be, you know, the Mormon and do everything right. And I just always fought and struggled.
0: Yes. I do know that about you. Yeah. So yeah.
1: I didn't quite fit in that way. And yeah. throughout my whole life, it was always, Jared, don't say that. Jared, shut up. Jared, yeah. why are you doing that? Um, Just when I was just being who I was. Yeah. And so that uh, kind of, I don't know. I just never, like I was okay with my close friends, but I was never good at making friends and um, kind of like just conversation wise. So I kind of look at this as another opportunity for me to, you know, expand my skill set and get better at communicating with people and making friends. And, you know, it took me 40 years, right? but uh, I've been having a blast. I've met some fantastic, you know, like most of the people that have been on this podcast, I know a bit like some of them have been acquaintances that I've kind of known here and there. Mm-hmm. Of course, some of them I've known for over 10 years, like, um, you know, Madison, I've known, uh, sorry, uh, Madison Krebs. I knew her since she was like, so I think she first came to see me when she was like, yeah. before she was a teenager. Um, and, uh, um, Mackenzie downstairs, you know, who works in our clinic. I've, I saw her when she was eight years old. Right. In the clinic <laughs> as a patient. Yeah. So, you know, some, some of these, people i've seen for a long time but um
0: and they've gotten to see you grow if you've known them for that long i've gotten to see you grow in 10 years right yeah i'm
1: i'm i'm maybe by the time i'm 70 i'll grow up
0: (laughs) i don't think you ever will i'm about 50
1: 50 years behind everyone but that's okay I'll, i'll get there eventually um, but, you
0: know, it's a great thing to grow into ourselves. Right. It takes quite lots of us 40 plus years. Right. To yeah. finally just figure out who am I. Right.
1: Well, yeah. And I, th- I think there, there's two parts to it. It's, um, you know, kind of because I think we put on masks to yeah, make everyone happy we definitely, or, do. you know, trying to make everyone happy, trying to fit in. yeah. And then so you get to a point where you're like, um, I'm fucking tired of wearing this mask. I'm...
0: Yeah, doesn't fit, doesn't look good, doesn't feel good. Yeah, I'm
1: I'm ready to accept who I am. You know, what everyone told me I'm, you know, who I'm not supposed to be is actually what makes me happy and, you know, embracing my true self and kind of doing that. Because I think that fight, when you're fighting who you are, it creates a lot of anger and asthma, you know, Mm -hmm. and and it puts you distance between people. And I think once you finally accept that, then it helps you kind of um then actually grow. Yeah. Because you're you're spending so much time fighting, you can't really grow. You know, no. you're trying and to And you have to
0: come to a point in your life where you accept who you are and you're willing to possibly risk loss, right? Mm-hmm. Loss of relationships. That's why we usually put on those masks in the first place is because we have a perceived sense that, you know, we're gonna lose connection with somebody if we don't act a certain way, right? Yeah. So you have to come to a point in your life where you are willing to just say, okay, I'll, I'd rather be alone, right, than yeah. be wearing this mask anymore. Yeah, And that's a, a real awakening, I think, in everybody's life. And it takes some, you know, different steps to get there. Because yeah. it, yeah. it feels good and it hurts at the same time, yeah. that transition period. And then it just feels good because you're yourself, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that hard transition is so difficult for a lot of patients because they're people in general. Because a lot of those relationships you have to let go over, family. Yes. And, of course, we've been, you know, kind of, it's been pounded in our head over the years that, oh, well, it's family. You always have to stick around and be and love your family. And um, I tell patients all the time, I don't agree with that. Right. Because you can choose your own family. And if your family is harmful or too judgmental or holds you back or whatever it is you have a choice you do you know you can tell them you can be in my life under these you know stipulations on what makes me comfortable and Mm -hmm. what works for me and if that doesn't work for you then we don't don't have to spend time together it's true and uh you know i kind of had to go through that with my parents and i think we have a better relationship than we've had in a long time Mm -hmm. um but uh, I'm still working on some siblings.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> some I'm not too worried about. I'm like, whatever.
0: Yeah, <laughs> this is where you have a great circle of friends too, right? Who become yeah. family in in Okotoks, and yeah. you know, you do you have any family in town?
1: You know, I have two brothers in Calgary. In Calgary, okay. That and one, he's my youngest brother, and uh, we had a falling out for a couple of years, and um what brought us back together was our mutual enemy of my mother. (laughs) Not like full on enemy, but you know what I mean? Yeah, Just things weren't uh, going. Both of us were kind of annoyed with her trying to fix things. And that eventually got us to kind of work it out on our own. Your
0: mother might've planned that. Mothers are quite smart. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I could totally see that. (laughs) (laughs) And then I have another brother. He's, um, his, uh, spouse is very introverted. Mm. And, um, uh so they don't s- i hardly ever see them like if i want to see them i have to set something up Yeah. and uh so we did that for a number of years I'm, i'd see them once or twice a year and uh the last time i saw her was almost two years ago it'd be two years ago this december mm-hmm. if i've seen my brother and his wife mm-hmm. and it's just they they got they're pregnant having a baby i don't think they let and it, i think she had the baby what's it and it was before COVID it, yeah, it was over a year ago and no one was allowed to visit for like a year right. <laughs> or even see this baby right. <laughs> other than pictures. And I'm like, let them have their time if they want to, you know, he's a nice guy. We, we get along, Yeah. but,
0: uh, but you kind yeah. of have to do life together, you know, yeah. when you start to separate and not see each other for a while or big life events don't happen together, you know, it kind of, it just creates a, a way of being together. You, yeah. you kind of have to do love to get a li- life together, or else you grow apart and you grow distant in some ways, right? Yeah. You don't have as much in common.
1: Yeah. So I don't, don't worry too much about it. It's, yeah. You know, some someday, you know, someday. We'll, we'll hang out again and it's no big deal. That's too much about me. Let's move <laughs> on. Okay. Well,
0: it's nice to hear that you have family things. I think we all have family things, right? Well, we do.
1: And I think it's just a matter of, you know, there's no reason to feel guilt or feel bad that it's not work. It's not right. how it's supposed to be, yeah. because and it it's doesn't what you to want it to for, be.
0: it doesn't have to mean for for forever, right? Yeah. It's right now, this is what's happening yeah. in your lives. So
1: exactly, and yeah, if you want it to be anything different, you can work on it when the time is right, totally. or it'll work out. No big deal.
0: Well, even on that note, you think about what we were talking about earlier with masks, and you get to a point where you t- decide to take the mask off, and all of a sudden you're in this in between place where I don't really know who I am without the mask, but I know yeah. I don't want to wear the mask anymore. And you think about, you know, what that feels like for yourself going through that. And then you have to think your friends might be going through that. Your brothers might be going, they might be taking their mask off at the same time. Mm-hmm. Trying to hold a relationship as what it was, what it's becoming and who, who we are going to be. It's it's messy in the middle of all that, right? So maybe sometimes some space isn't a, isn't a bad thing unless mm-hmm. you can go through it together or... But it kind of makes sense. You think about it. Like we're all growing how, you know, throughout our lives, even in a marriage or in a long-term relationship. It's kind of a miracle that we grow together, you yeah. know, the whole way through, <laughs> 50, 60 years or whatever. Not for everybody, but for the people who do. I, I always think it's kind of a miracle with mm-hmm. all of the growth, you know, spurts that we go through emotionally. Yeah um maturity wise all those things on top of like yeah. keeping your goals together and your values together, like it's it's a miracle
1: yeah it's interesting because i think too there's p- two parts to that you know you have to be able to accept yeah. that person that you're okay with their growth some people are intimidated by people changing and growing yeah. and they don't feel comfortable with it so they don't like it where and then in other instances like especially with a partner or, or a spouse. If you're changing and growing and adapting and they want to just stay where they're at, yeah. that can be difficult too. Yeah. Because it's, you know, again, they'll, they feel intimidated or left behind or, hey, I just, I like things the way they were. Yeah. Um, if you or,
0: change, that means I have to change. That I have I to change, change and yeah. I don't want to
1: change. Yeah. All kinds of stuff yeah. like that. And you just so, don't
0: have anything in common anymore if you, st- you know, start growing apart to that degree. Mm-hmm,
1: yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah again relationships and family gee mm-hmm. there you know that's a good thing this talk, this whole podcast about mental health because i'm sure that's yeah. what causes most <laughs> especially of
0: it. during this time of you know more isolation right and quarantining yeah. and things like that where we're spending more time with our families and i, uh, I hope you get along with your family right now oh right or else it's a it's a maybe a time to you know make some new choices get some help you know whatever it is that you need to make things better. But you know, there was a time before this where maybe we could have skipped over things or maybe we could have made it work. But now with this intense togetherness, you know, it's, it's definitely challenging things.
1: Yeah. It's either going to strengthen relationships or teach people.
0: Yeah. This isn't,
1: this isn't working. We're not up for this. For for me,
0: it's made us stronger. How about, how about you?
1: Yeah. It's been great for, for Chris and I and the, and the kids. It's been really neat. Um, You know, we were home for three months. Yeah. a long you know, we couldn't go back to work for a while. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was good. It was, you know, that was the longest holiday I've ever had in my life. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and this was born of that, right? Yeah, this
1: it was. was born you know, during that time. Yeah. During that whole process, it was just like, gee, I'm feeling depressed. Is anyone else feeling depressed? I'm sure they are. We should talk about that. Yeah. So that's why we're here.
0: That's why we're here. Yeah. yeah. Are you feeling better now?
1: I'm getting there. <laughs> no, I'm feeling pretty good. Okay. You know, we've had a lot ever since we got back in. It's just been a, a you know, a, a sprint. Mm-hmm. You know, getting things set back up, and then, uh, then we move the clinic here. Yeah. So it's it's been quite a bit. Um, one thing I like to ask when we start up is, you know, because everyone answers it a little bit differently based off their their circumstances what they go through. But how do you feel? We in general, are handling mental health, and you know,
0: as a collective,
1: yeah, as a, as a community, as, a community, as, a, as yeah, the world.
0: gosh, there's as many answer answers for that as there are people, yeah, for sure. Um, but overall, I feel like in my world, anyway, uh, I feel like it, it was a good time for this to happen because, um, you know, I, I've heard some of your your guests talk about, you know how it's so good that we're talking about things right now and we can say, Hey, I had depression during COVID and it's, it's okay. Right. We can be here with you through that. And, um, you know, in my sort of professional world, it feels like, I don't know, if you know how many years ago, but you know, when Brene Brown kind of came on the
2: mm-hmm.
0: field and she started talking about authenticity and vulnerability and that it's okay to have a story and it's okay. Not only can you have a story and is it okay, but like, Hey, if you share it with us, we can be there with you. Right. We can support you. And so to kind of have that dialogue happening for the previous years leading up to this, I feel like um, it's kind of opened a door in a way that, you know, it's okay to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and it's okay to, if you're having a hard time right now. Um, So I sort of feel like the conversation helps just, um, uh, you know, not having to hide it, right, if you're having a hard time. So on that note, I would say that I feel like maybe we're okay. But yeah. I also know that if things weren't good before this, you know, that this could become a little bit of a pressure cooker and it could have made things a lot worse. Yeah. So, but talking about it is so important. That's why I love being a coach. Like, talk about it, right? Yeah. Just get it out of you because our mind can kind of circulate and circulate. And we, how many thoughts do we have a day? I don't know. There's some, some research around that, but we mm-hmm. just get it out. Tell somebody,
2: right? Yeah.
1: Is interesting. You know, while I was all locked up at home, one of the things I did is I took a life coach course. You did? Yeah.
2: <laughs> awesome. I, I don't
1: you, think it was, it wasn't nearly as in depth or as well put together as the one that you did. Yeah. For training. I'm
2: but, curious.
1: Yeah. It was fascinating because mm. I didn't know much about it. You know, um, I knew it wasn't counseling. Yeah. But I didn't have an understanding of their approach. Yeah. And I was pretty impressed because it's not about, telling people what to do or solving their problems. It's getting them talking about it and kind of guide them through that decision-making process. What is really important to you? How do you think you can accomplish that? Mm. It's using questions and listening to help someone solve their own problems.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And connect them to that master, that leader within themselves that they know how to solve their own problems. They've just disconnected or they've forgotten or they're not quite clear.
1: And to me, that's brilliant, right? Because I, I think too often as, as caregivers and therapists and, you know, healers, yeah. we want to solve everyone's problems yeah. and that only works as long as they continue to see us Right, <laughs> right. where, and, and I think lot lasting change and real powerful change has to happen with you, like yeah. you, uh, the individual has to figure that out. And, right. and it's almost like, you know, that thing where like, if you want a man to, uh, do something you have to make it his idea Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's not we're not you're not manipulating that way in life coaching yeah but it's this idea of like if you really want to change and and you know you have to you have to get that 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 spark that that uh that path and and make that decision yourself Mm -hmm. because then you'll actually do it
0: right and you'll do it and it'll feel good because it's really you like Mm -hmm. i can give you the best advice for me right but that's not what what lights you up Yeah. So it's finding out what works for you and then it's sustainable. You can actually keep it going and your life feels good. And, you know, I don't want who wants to give advice like that anyway and have that responsibility? I want yeah. you to own your own life, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's power in that to empower you to, to know that you can create these things, right? Create your mm. own world, basically. Yeah. So I love that. That's what else cool. did you learn? What else did you learn? <laughs> I didn't know this. I'm all excited now. Yes, yeah,
1: I, I, I can't believe I ever told you about oh, this.
0: Yeah, yeah it, it
1: was, you know, I did it in like a month because I'm there all the time right it was all online yeah um but yeah just going through just the the concepts and questioning and supports and just all of that i was because i i'm i'm you know i'm it's definitely tools that you know i already use in the clinic Mm -hmm. but to kind of you know get a stronger arsenal and understanding and tools Mm -hmm. to really apply it because you know i don't spend a whole lot of time talking to my patients you know i don't have that you
0: know yeah. an an
1: hour to do it but to which
0: i think we should get together on that one day
1: yeah yeah <laughs> okay cuz
0: wouldn't that be great i mean you think about it if you if you um like i've sent people to you before where you know, they needed to get their body, their systems in balance before, mm-hmm. before we could move anywhere, yeah. right? Because yeah. they were stuck for a reason. Exactly. And and same with you, that you might have people that come in the same, for the same things over and over again. Well, they've got those beliefs, lifestyle patterns, thoughts, whatever it is that mm-hmm. keeps anchoring those yeah. systems in your body. So anyways, maybe one day.
2: But we, we totally should it's because
1: the thing, and again, I always try to, I teach it my course yeah. and I talk to patients about there's, there's the, We have to fix the hardware of your computer first, and then we can work on the software. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so the hardware is like, so the body's imbalanced, uh, you know, the she's really high and your body's just buzzing. You're just humming in life and you can't settle, you can't focus, you can't really accomplish anything. And then you, um, with the acupuncture, and everything, it just kind of dials things down, takes out that excess, kind of gets them grounded. Now, if you tell someone who whose hardware is really, you know, balanced and you know, just going crazy, okay, well, and and I have heard this and you know, other people have uh, you know, commented to me about this when they're dealing with mental health issues or stress or anxiety. And someone's like, well, just think positively. Right. Just do this or do that. And when you just tell people what to do. When they're suffering and they're really imbalanced, it's incredibly cruel.
0: It's really not honoring where they're at in that moment.
1: No, yeah. and it, 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 they can't really get there. Yeah. So I look at it as my role is to help them, you know, fix the hardware. And I say, once your hardware's fixed up, once things are balanced, and you can see that, then we know. Okay, now we got to rewrite your software because mm-hmm. it's the way you're perceiving the world. It's the way you're you are know, you have been taught to deal with anxiety by parents or you know. Just the way you've been raised, or how you deal with your depression, and how you view the world—you need to rewrite that and change that. Yeah. And I think, you know, your skill set and life coaching—that's yeah. that's that next step. Yeah, of okay, how can you write your software? That's right. Let's help you figure out what's really important, mm-hmm. what's your core values, and the things that really make you happy. How can we s- rewrite and set up your life around that?
0: That's
1: right. Yeah. So to me, that's. uh yeah, we're going to have to set you up here. You're going to have to spend a little more time.
0: <laughs> you know, it's important. I'm just thinking about it. You know, it's kind of like that cycle or the snake that eats its tail, right? Just going mm-hmm. round and round. And when we set our lives up in that way, you know, the chances of us getting to that buzzy point again, or when we're not settled and feel like we don't have control over our thoughts. Sure, those moments can come, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're human. Life yeah. happens. But they happen less often, mm-hmm. and we can get back to center faster. You know what to do now. Right? We know what yeah. to do now, and we know we have a new baseline, right? And I think that that's really important. But um, it takes some it takes some practice. It takes some work, you know, to constantly, you know. I love to just check in. Like before I came in here today, yeah. You asked mm-hmm. me that if I'm a little nervous, excited. Yeah, yeah. do a little check in. You know how am I feeling? Yes, this is new. Yes, this is exciting. No, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, yeah. we all have this quest, you know, desire to have certainty or whatever. And um, so I just do a quick scan, a quick body scan. I'm in my car, you know, how do I feel? Is there any places of tension? Oh, my stomach is feeling a little bit, you know, because <laughs> that's my my thing, my my lovely earth quality, which yeah. you've taught me. <laughs> yeah. You know, but am I relaxed? Am I breathing all the way into my belly? All of those things, right? So you just kind of do a quick body scan everything's okay if anything needs attention you've given you know put your hand on your tummy or something give a yeah. little attention yeah. everything's all right okay let's go do this right yeah. it's all good awesome. jared's awesome he's going to take good care of you right yeah. and you just kind of <laughs> you just kind of go with it but it's like those things take practice and they they create you know the more we do them the more uh, we create neural pathways in our brain the more that that's our first uh place to look because we remember oh yeah that's what i do when this is feeling like that or that, you know um or when i'm feeling uncentered or buzzy or whatever that is right yeah. so having those tools and um, the more we ground that in and the more we live our own authentic life the less you know um sort of upset we have mm. and it doesn't like you know, like i said earlier it doesn't you know, prevent, protect anything. Life happens. We're all going to have different experiences. But for the most part, you know, if we take really good care of ourselves in these ways, I like to be really proactive. Even just thinking about your basic needs. Have I had enough sleep, right? Am I drinking Mm -hmm. enough? Am I hydrated? Am I eating well? And then your basic emotional needs of, you know, belonging and connection and authenticity, you know, they're all basic needs. So if we can meet all of those, you know, we can face life from a much different and much more empowered place than if we're empty and uncertain and uncentered and unsure, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. Like uh, a friend forwarded me an article uh, today from Psychology Today. Yeah. And it was about some research done by a number of anthropologists and approaching depression and anxiety from the point of view of an anthropologist. Yeah. And what they discovered through the research. And of course they use their own research. They use research through psychology and psychiatry and everything. And what they just, the, these basically the thesis of the paper was um, a lot of the depression and anxiety and issues that we have. It's not a result of, uh, you know, chemical imbalances or our body, you know, missing something. It's a, a, a direct result of our modern living.
0: Yeah. And how disconnected we are yeah. from the earth, from yeah. ourselves, from each other. From
1: like tight-knit communities yeah. and and all of these things. And um, one thing that they said, interesting, like, like a lot of our symptoms are it's a PTSD response to how stressful this modern world is. Yeah. And that we had millions of years of evolution and, you know, written in our DNA that, you know, we... Rely on you know tribe and connection and community and you know faith and all those things to help us be balanced. Yeah. And within the last you know thousand two thousand years, that's been ripped away from us. And particularly in the last two hundred years, mm-hmm. and you know, it saying with like ADHD, you know, they don't think it's a a medical problem. It's those were those in the tribe or in the communities, you know, like like that, that those. ADHD is a skill set for hunting and yeah. you know uh, fighting or whatever and just yeah. being those that are always you know ready in the moment you know
0: get it very creative do those things. get it yeah done. yeah
1: and so it's not that this is a disorder that has mm-hmm. come up that we need to fix it has always been there and we're trying to fit these people into. Yes. A society and, a, and a, yeah. a set of thinking that does not fit how they've evolved to succeed yeah. in this previous culture. So it's, and again, there's uh, other great books like Johann Hari has one about the seven <laughs> um, things that cause depression, and none of them are chemical. I'm not saying that there isn't chemical imbalances right. out there, but that doesn't fix the big problem. It may help, but the, still the big issue is, you know, do we feel like we have meaning in our community? Do we feel the job we do every day matters, matters and has yeah. a result to it? Do, do we have connections in our community? Do we, um, you know, have some kind of faith or connection to the greater whole, all of these things that we've kind of put off to the side because we're so busy making money and, <laughs> Doing impressing what you think everybody. We're supposed to do right yeah.
0: to fit into this world that we live in. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I just think that stuff is is fascinating. Yeah. See, it's you know maybe it's not you. Maybe right. it's this bigger picture and how things are right. set up. Like we've noticed as we've been able to take that time away from the world in COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, oh, maybe I don't have to do that. I don't really need this. I don't you know and i
0: loved it those things were important yeah <laughs> that part of it i loved it i know you had yeah. talked a bit about the extroverts and the introverts and mm-hmm. you know i can kind of thrive in that area so because um, i'm a little bit of both i love people and i'm also quite happy you know yeah. lots of times so yeah it's interesting what you're saying and you know if people are in their in their element or if they are if there's a place for them right that sense of belonging rather than trying to ask people to conform yeah you know, how can we make this world for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. We all get to be different. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. And honor that.
0: And honor that, yeah.
1: yeah. I think too, like, so we had, once we kind of, with the Industrial Revolution, as we all moved into cities. Okay. And they needed factory workers. Yeah. And they discovered that, oh, the assembly line, the factory, this works. And so we set up our schooling all around it. Mm-hmm. We set up all our training around this, like, still to this day, kids are taught ed- taught education in a way that was designed around training factory workers Yeah, to, to sit, sit in, in one place, yeah. do one thing continually, mm-hmm. keep your mouth shut, get it done, you know, like we're training them to work, not learn. And, you know, we've learned how unhealthy this is for children in our community in general. And uh, we need to recognize these things so we can change them and and improve.
0: Totally. And just as you're saying that, like I'm aware of, you know, how much it hurts people inside when they don't feel seen or accepted, right? And so, you know, to kind of, I understand that for a peaceful society, there's got to be some kind of conformity, some kind, right? Mm -hmm. We all help each other and we're cooperative and all those things. But taken to its extreme where there's no room anybody to be different right or for somebody I mean I think the schools are getting better about not being able to sit in a desk if you are that person but it takes some special uh conversations and some special uh you know uh ways of setting up the classroom or the or the day to make that happen for that child it's not the the norm right Mm -hmm. the norm is that you 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 sit at your desk and it's kind of sad. And then we grow up to be adults who don't really know who we are and we go to see life coaches and, yeah. you know, I mean, it all starts from way back then. And, and yeah. this, you know, layer after layer of conditioning. Right. Yeah. So I love being a part of like peeling those layers back, you know, yeah. who are it's okay to be you, you know, who yeah. are you? Mm-hmm. So it's one of the reasons I love you so much. I have always just seen you as yourself. You are just yourself. You say what you want, you do what you want. <laughs> I love it. You're so colorful. Yeah. right? like full permission to be you i think yeah. that's i think that's really uh it's inspiring
1: well i'm glad you enjoy it yes i do i know you get in trouble for it sometimes but i'll you know
0: that's part of it right you yeah just, yeah you take the risk but yeah. i enjoy it
1: i was talking to someone the other day and they're like i'm gonna run for town council they said i'm like great good for you and they're like you've ran before haven't you and i'm like yeah i did years <laughs> back and they're like are you gonna run you should run with me you should run again i'm like no I said, "That's I, what, number one, I think we have too many white straight men in politics as mm-hmm. it is. I think we need more women. We need more representation yeah. from, you know, more divi- diverse group, Yeah, you know. So um, I'm quite happy to support and, you know, encourage those other people yeah. to, to follow that. But uh, I learned very early. You know, I ran for politics twice. I ran federally and municipally. Good for you. And I learned quite quickly. I'm not a politician.
0: What, hallelujah. And, I mean, can we have a yeah. few people in position that aren't politicians? That'd be awesome. Yeah.
1: And I'm terrified of what winning would do to me. Oh, okay. Because I, I have a, a close friend that won. Yeah. And we talked about it beforehand. And I'm like, hey, you know, you're awesome. We think you're going to do fantastic. Watch yourself. Don't, you know, don't be whipped yes. into being v- about the party. You yeah. be you, represent, you know, your writing, all of that stuff. And it changed. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, it's kind of sad because I know he's an awesome person, really dynamic, could really do some amazing good. But then when you're only limited to one set of ideas and one group of people to please. Right. You can't really be that right. same leader as you which need is, to be.
0: And the pleasing is probably the key word there, which is, to be fair, you're a public servant at that point where right? you're mm-hmm. working for the people. But you can, yeah. you can see how you can kind of get lost in there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I would just I'd say or do something and then. It only last one term, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, so. I'd like
0: to see you at the House of Commons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shake that place up; that would be great. I'm just going crazy. Yeah. Sometimes they need someone like you in yeah. there. I think just to yeah. shake it up. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: hope, hopefully, we'll find someone else to do that instead. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, one thing I've, I'm curious too is, I, you know, I think we all kind of go into, you know, healing and support mm-hmm. positions. One because. You know, when we're incredibly curious and we want to help others, but we learn things ourselves through that process Absolutely. that help us. Now, what have you learned from, you know, your life coaching and going through that, that what does that help you overcome or change or develop in your own life?
0: Oh, gosh, so many things. That's a big, big, big question. Well, first of all, I think that I had my own struggles with anxiety prior to even knowing that there was such a thing as a life coach. And I think that going through those types of things, having your own experience with it, um, leaves you with uh, a certain skill set, a certain level of compassion and understanding. It's not something you just learn from a book. You actually know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. Um those are generally the people who kind of go into these professions anyway. You know, yeah. they're probably the people that actually need to coach themselves, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I-, I always
1: found that when when I was studying acupuncture, yeah. like 70% of the students were there to heal themselves. Absolutely. And That's where it starts. 70% of them aren't practicing now. Yeah. But <laughs> yes. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's this when you You know, when you go into something like that just to fix yourself or focus on that, and then your secondary is like, okay, I can help some people. I think you kind of get stuck in that place. Mm -hmm. You obviously have made that transition, you know. Yeah. to get into that place to help. But uh, I'm sorry, I interrupted. I That's want you okay. to And No, and
0: I think it's important that you do your own work first. I mean, lots of people get into it thinking, oh, I'm going to help Jared, right? You got to help you first mm-hmm. and then you go help Jared, right? Because then you can, you can, you can then lift you others can. up. Yes. Yeah. You have a greater capacity to sit with people. If you, like, if I hadn't worked through my own anxiety, And you're sitting here as my client and you start talking to me about anxiety and that then triggers my anxiety. Well, I'm no help to you. Right. So I'm I'm sitting here in self-management. And so in order to really be here and hold a container for us to do this work together, I have to have done the work first. And that's what I love about my training. It was quite intensive. And the curriculum in the beginning is all you. Right. You learn the you learn the modality, you learn the skill set through doing it with yourself first. Right.
1: That's brilliant. Yeah. Let's heal you so you can actually be yes. a life coach.
0: Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then you can take that out into the world and, and help others. And from a real, authentic place. Like, I really, you know, the anxiety piece, of course, that's, you know, my experience. So I, I understand that. And... You know, you can take that level of compassion and understanding about how the body might work or the reactions that your body might have. And you can, you know, place it as into, you know, is it anxiety? Is it depression? Is it sadness, anger? All of those things, mm-hmm. right? You can sort of have a sense, even if you haven't had a first, ex- you know, hand experience with each of those things, you can kind of apply them. But yeah, it's really, um, well, first of all, I, I love, I remember um, I didn't even know what coaching was. And I had heard from a friend, they were like, You know, you should really be a life coach, and I was like, "What? What's that?" Right? I didn't even know what that was. I thought of what should I
1: be that I already am?
0: Right? (laughs) There you go. I am that. Um, I thought of coaches as like sporting, you know, like we all do, right? And then um, I heard it a second time, and then I thought, "Okay, I'm like, I hear you, universe, right?" And I'm going to look this up, and I found this, you know, fabulous school. I was so grateful for that, and I've had a, a wonderful, wonderful journey. But it's an ongoing always you know applying it to yourself there's layers we're Mm -hmm. not like it's not a one-time thing your anxiety's done you're fixed that's it it's like there's another layer that comes in six months and you're like oh Mm -hmm. i thought i already dealt with this right here it is again it's got but we go deeper and deeper, and I, I think there's a, a bit of wisdom to that. I know a lot of my clients get frustrated with that. They're like, I can't believe we're here again. Yeah. But I always think that there's a bit of wisdom. I think our body only releases what it can at a time. Right? I
1: totally agree with that. Yeah. I see it all the time in the clinic. Yeah. 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 You there's get... an
0: intelligence to the the process, right? Yeah. And so our mind might want something now, and I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. I want I thought I graduated or fixed that or whatever, but... Really, it's like our body saying, "Okay, now it's time for the next part." Right? Mm -hmm. You're safe here. Our nervous system can handle this. Mm -hmm. Let's release the next part. Yeah.
1: I think there's like the layers to it because so originally, like, so I have a patient come in, and we'll, you know, let's say it's something physical. We fix that physical thing, and then something else comes up. Yeah. And and they're like, "What is going on? Why is this?" I'm like, "Your body. You've ignored it. (laughs) You've been Mm -hmm. just beating it up for decades." And now it's healing and going through this. So we yeah. cleared up that one thing. Now it's just like, okay, this is the next thing you haven't dealt with that's been here for a while. Let's fix this. Yeah. And, and I, of course, I'll see it with mental health issues, too, because they'll come in and we'll, we'll clear that up. And they're going to be like, and now that they're balanced and strong, their subconscious is like, all right, now you're ready. Yeah. Okay. So now that time you were sexually abused that you buried and mm-hmm. didn't talk about. I'm gonna remind you of it now. Right. I want you to heal this and take care of this now. Right. Cause you're you're in a balanced state. You have support now, you're um in a healing, you know, uh yeah. path. Now yeah. it's time now to it's time. bring up all this shit and deal yeah, with it. Your
0: adrenal glands can handle it. I mean yeah. that's a big thing, right? Yeah. So there's a certain wisdom and intelligence to it. And I always love to think about it in that way, because it feels rather than just sort of being um, something that happens to us. There's actually, yeah. it's a purposeful process. Yeah. And we just, um, and there's something really beautiful about that. You sort of feel held in a way or taken care of in a way that from some sense of, or some place that we, maybe we can't even name, right? But it's, there's something about that we're being taken care of and that mm-hmm. things happen when they happen and the steps happen when they happen, right? Yeah. Because we can handle it yeah. much more you know, if you're a person who's been through a lot in your life, whether we want to call it trauma or not, just experiences, you know, you think about trying to, you know, address all of those at one time, right? Yeah.
1: You quickly, wouldn't be able to do anything else right? in life.
0: And it could quickly put you into <laughs> overwhelm, right? Yeah. So we get little bits and pieces at a time. We get, you know, to kind of work through it, integrate it uh, into our life, you know, learn how to be with that new thing. And then something else comes, right? And yeah. that's just the way it, the way it goes. So... You know, some of the people that I work with, they end up coming back, as I'm sure they do for you. And eventually what I love is I love when people come to me and they say, you know, the other day you were in my head, this and this was happening. And I heard you and you were saying this and that. And now it's like, that's awesome. You're coaching yourself. That's perfect. That's what I want. I would love to educate people in that way so that when things happen, they're asking themselves the right questions. They're putting their attention in places that will help them. Right. Right. And they're spending the energy and really positive, you know, like that, putting money into the bank or withdrawing it as far as mm-hmm. energy or, yeah. you know, they're making deposits at that point. Right. And, and then they're much able to handle better, able to handle their life and the big things that might come up. So and to me, that's really important because I don't um, I think it's wise, you know, to I think it's good to have a coach in, or a guide for a time and maybe mm-hmm. another time and yeah. maybe an, but the goal is that you get? To, you're going to do life right yeah. yourself at mm-hmm. some point. This is just a, a help for a moment, and um, I I love to work from that space. Yeah. So there's education and and the education in this case is really they're learning about themselves, right? Yeah. There's some tools that we can hand out and stuff like that, but really it, it has to resonate deeply with them. They've mm-hmm. got to they, if you find your own tool, that's awesome, yeah. right? It's something that really works for you. So
1: I think we. There's not enough kind of that deep understanding of the subconscious. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, those pictures of icebergs where there's like the the peak on top and then this yeah. big, you know, like 80% of it or more is below. Yeah. That's our subconscious. There's 80% of our brain, 80% of our memory and our experiences and everything we've read and everything we've gone through. It's in there. Yeah. It's in your head. Now, if you want to access all of that. If you want to get connected and help it heal you and help you go through that, you have to listen.
0: You have to listen. And you
1: don't get that unless you, you know, ponder and meditate yeah. and listen and get through that. And the thing is, is, you know, I've been reading a lot of interesting books on like digital mental minimalism right. and other things. And one of the things that just hit me and it showed up in three books in the last month that I read on it that, um, we, continually fill our ears and our senses with other people's
2: thoughts i know
1: so from when we get up we're listening to the radio or music we're um got a podcast on uh, mm-hmm. this one's okay listen to this one as much as you want but mm-hmm. I'm sorry. yeah <laughs> but it's so you're you're <laughs> yes. watching a video or watching tv or you're reading it. a book yeah. and you're constantly getting everyone else's ideas you know, bombarded on you all day long, you know, on Facebook, on Instagram, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you're not listening to your subconscious mm-hmm. and you're not understanding what it needs and what it's trying to say to you. You know, this problem that you're trying to solve listening to this audiobook or by taking this course or listening to this YouTube, watching this YouTube yeah. video, or whatever. I know what you need to do. Mm -hmm. you've had enough you've read enough you've done enough i just need you to stop and listen so i can help you overcome this and which is
0: generally the very thing that people don't want to do exactly that's exactly where i come in when they don't want to do that
1: but see that's what we're coaching or other things helps you to encourages you to sit with your own mind and figure it out Mm -hmm. and okay well, no, that doesn't resonate with me. Why doesn't it feel right? Well, because my subconscious is telling me, we've tried that or it doesn't work for me. I don't like it. Yeah, Try this or, you know, come up with this idea. Like I remember teaching a meditation class over 10, 15 years ago. And at the end of the lesson, we're always talking about being in the moment, connecting yeah. with the moment, listening to that subconscious. And there's a lady in the back of the room, it's like 30, 40 people in the room. And she's in the back of the room and she's bawling, just bawling. And everyone kind of, you know, leaves at the end of the class and, She looks really rough. I go over, I'm like, what's going on? Are you okay? And she's like, what if that moment, what if the moment is shitty and it's just terrible? Why do I want to be in that moment? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, number one, you're not in that, you're not in the moment if you're thinking about all these shitty things and all that, because that's another time. Your mind is in that time. You know, we need to learn to be in the moment And just be with the thoughts and be safe and comfortable in the moment so that we don't feel overwhelmed by all those experiences of the past or the stuff of the future. We're in the moment. The moment is always safe unless you're being chased by a bear. And (laughs) how often is something really happening in the moment Mm -hmm. where you're really in danger? So when we meditate, when people get quiet and they go inward, all this stuff comes up and they get scared. And it makes them uncomfortable because all that trauma, all those experience, mm-hmm. all that trouble kind of comes to their forefront. And that's why they fear often meditation or kind of dealing with these issues because it brings back those memories. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, but you're not in the moment when you're doing that.
0: Yeah, and I don't think it's the memories that they fear. It's the feelings.
1: Yes. It's the feelings well, that they're. You know, and feeling. you've read Dr. uh Gabor Mate Mm -hmm. stuff. You've even met him and listened to some of his stuff. Yeah, so
0: I've taken his Compassionate Inquiry course as
2: well. Yeah,
1: and again, you know, we've I've mentioned him on the podcast before, but he's a physician in Vancouver, works in the East um, uh, East Van with all the addicts and all the difficulties. And the thing that he noticed is that like ninety whatever percent, ninety eight percent of all the people who suffer from addiction. Um, have trauma yeah. and so whether it's sexual or mental or physical trauma and they're hiding from those feelings mm-hmm. they don't want to feel feel mm-hmm. so whether it's drugs or alcohol or whatever it is takes that away yeah. so they don't have to feel it mm-hmm. And but that's again when we talk in, in my course the five loans to let it go it's all about you have you don't have to feel it you just have to let it go and you got to understand what you have to do with that emotion to be able to let it go.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting because sometimes we hold on to the those things and we hold on to the fear of those things because our experience of it is we couldn't handle it. Yeah. And that's the truth. In that moment, the moment that it was happening, we couldn't handle it. That's why yeah. it's not fully processed. That's why we're still holding on to it. Yeah. But that's not who we are today. And yeah. I, I feel it's very wise when we feel ready and we feel like we can handle it. Um, we've got a new skill set, we've got new tools, we've got meditation or checking in, we've got all of these things. We've got supports, acupuncture, life coaching, all of these things, therapists. We've got all these supports around us that are available that when we feel ready, we can revisit it from who we are today because we are not that same person in that moment that couldn't handle that thing, right? And I think that that's really wise to assess your own life in that way and decide when it's time because I know we think we can never deal with these things and we think we can just kind of keep it down there and everything's okay. Um, But the truth is that it always leaks out of us in some way. Always. Mm -hmm. It limits our choices. It limits what we'll say yes to and no to in our lives. It limits our relationships. It leaks out in so many ways that we think we're holding it all together. Yeah. And maybe we are t- for a time or to a to a degree, but it, it comes out. And I always think, you know, wouldn't you rather do this on your terms? Yes. Because like, you know, when you hold on it to too yeah, long, it
1: gets so heavy, so difficult. And then all of a sudden everything explodes.
0: Yeah. And it comes out when it wants to. Yeah. You have a breakdown or something, or you get anxiety, you know, it just builds up and manifests. And, and you know, when we really we can do this on our terms. And I love to remind people of that, you know? Yeah. It's not a matter of, you know if it's when. So, um, and again, I like to take a very proactive approach to life and things. And, uh, you know, I, we have so much help, I guess, you know, we don't have to live with these things. Um, and how would it feel, you know, to, to be, to live your life, you know, free, Mm -hmm. free, those things are heavy. Even just not being ourselves is heavy, right? It's, Mm -hmm. there's all kinds of things. So yeah, I'm with you. I think that you know, to the best of our ability, try not to be afraid of an, of an emotion. I always think of emotion as like energy. It just wants yeah. to move.
1: See, that's It exactly. just wants to move. Yeah.
0: Let it move. Yeah. It's like sound waves, like you're standing in front of a speaker and letting the sound waves come through yeah. you. If you stand in front of that speaker and you're all tense, right, you're going to have a whole different experience than if you just let it flow through you. But, you know, it takes, I also have compassion. People get to do this when they want to. Yeah. You know, when they're ready, yeah. it's got to be their idea. You know, it's got a, it's their life. They, they uh, get to decide how they want to live.
1: Yeah. and I think when people are like, oh, but I can't do that. I'm not that person.
0: Yeah.
1: But do you want to be that person? Yeah. Yeah. Well, to be that person, you have to do it Mm
0: -hmm. to become that person. Maybe this thing is to help you grow into
1: that person, right? Your subconscious knows what you can handle, knows who you are, knows what you can do. Yeah. And it's just like, you're ready. Let's do this shit. Mm -hmm. Let's not waste time. Let's heal you. And, you know, like when it comes to that energy of emotions, like, again, I pound this again and again and again that, you know, emotions are signals of perceived imbalance. Yeah. So, you know, our brain, it's not like we we were taught for a long time that it's stimulus response, stimulus response. You see something, your brain tells you, okay, this is happening. We should do this. But that's not how the brain works. The brain doesn't respond of stimulus. It, there's a stimulus. The brain predicts what you should do. Because if it sees something enough times, you do it automatically.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's how you respond. Now, why, why is it, pre, why is this important? Because if you just responded based off who you are, you would always make good choices. Yeah. But the problem is the brain predicts how you're supposed to respond based off your prior experience and exposure right. so if you've been taught that whenever someone challenges you you fight because that's what your dad did or mm-hmm. you panic and shut down cuz that's what your mom did mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. you know your your brain will always predict what you're supposed to do based off what you've always done right. and what you've experienced
0: and it's so limiting
1: yeah so if you want to change that Yeah. You have to change that prediction. You have Mm. to tell your brain, well, okay, that's what you think. That's not what I'm gonna do now. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do this. And then you create new predictions, new responses. Because those emotions come, you know, that energy from that emotion. It's just showing you that, well, based off your experience, when you feel something unfair and unjust, you feel anger. And now you have this energy. You have a choice. Are you going to get angry? Mm-hmm. Are you going to repress this anger? Neither help us. Yeah. Neither get us anywhere. They just cause more problems. Yeah. We want to be able to take that energy, transform it into action. Mm-hmm. Because emotions are an action.
0: They just want to move. Yeah.
1: They, they just, just
0: want to move. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they, they just make us feel yeah. and they distract us from the moment. In the moment, they feeling do. that emotion is fine. It's a signal. It tells us something. Yeah. Okay, I'm angry. All right. Now I can get angry and blow up and hurt this relationship or make myself look like an ass mm-hmm. or I can repress this anger and make myself sick and give myself headaches and migraines or whatever mm-hmm. or I can take the the middle road. I can, you know, use the synergistic expression for that emotion to let go. And for anger it's self-assertion. Mm-hmm. And so like that's why I try to work with emotions and give people the tool Yeah. That this emotion is telling you something.
0: It is telling you something. And, you know, people are always surprised at how quick it moves when they let it. Yeah, Like when I'm working with people and they get to experience that and they're like this thing that they thought if they ever let themselves feel it, they thought they were that this big wave was going to crash over them or they were going to be overwhelmed or something. And most often they're surprised at how fast it moves when there's no resistance and that it wasn't nearly as bad as they thought it was going to be. Yeah. Right. So when you start to get in a more harmonious relationship with your emotions, mm-hmm. or, or with life in general, I mean, yeah. we're, we're in relationship with everything in our life, right? But and really start to to learn, like I. Uh, I love anger personally. My relationship with anger is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Stuff happens. Shit happens (laughs) when you're angry. Yeah. Yeah, Like things that maybe needed to change six months ago and I just didn't take the action or have the courage or whatever. All of a sudden, and it is in a very, you know, nonviolent, compassionate, assertive way. Right. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I don't come at it, you know, in a destructive way, but I have, I love anger. I see its purpose right? And it makes great changes in my life. When I'm getting mad, there's something's going to change, right? And I, I think that's great. So, but we all have our challenge. Mine is with fear. I'm always working on my resistance with fear still to this day. Like I'm, that relationship isn't as fluent or, or harmonious, but, um, but I've come a long way and I can say yes, way, way more. I have way more cho- choices yeah. and, you know, it doesn't affect my life nearly to the degree. I mean, I'm, it was almost, you know, staying at home, not participating in life at one point. So um, we have so much more help and resources, you know, and uh, even our belief systems around what these things mean, you know, even just challenge those too. Mm -hmm. Like I remember when I had anxiety, my kids were little, like little. Yeah, I think they were maybe four and seven, I think when it started. And I had a belief based on my own conditioning that if I uh, was – Experiencing something like that, I wasn't therefore competent. I'll use that word, therefore able to to parent my children properly. And I worried if I shared with people to the degree that my anxiety was, that I would lose my kids. They would think I was an incompetent mother. Right now, was that true? No, not at all. If I if I didn't have that certain belief system, I probably would have got help a lot faster. You know. So we really have to challenge these things, our thoughts about our our emotions themselves and our thoughts about our emotions and our beliefs around all of these things are all like this big loop that goes around Mm -hmm. and around and around and it doesn't, it doesn't work for us, right? It's not helping us in any way. So I think it's important to confront these areas of our life and to somehow muster up the courage, you know, and, and, you know, find the strength to face that sadness, you know? do it with somebody so you're not alone if you need to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just see what it really feels like, not what your imagination thinks it's going to feel like, you know, or see what it feels like this time. Maybe it's going to be different.
1: Yeah, But even just getting started, like you said, you know, Mm -hmm. like, you know, you're, you know, you've been going on this journey, dealing with your fear and you're like, Hey, I've overcome so much, but I still recognize and I can still do this. And, you know, for all those people out there suffering and, you know, struggling. Yeah, it's just like just get started.
0: Just get started because it is
1: going to take yeah. your whole life. It's you're never going to figure this out. No one becomes Buddha. Mm-hmm. No one <laughs> has all the answers. You know, we can't be Mister Rogers. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only perfect person I know that's ever Mr. lived. Mister Rogers. Yeah. Like if I could choose my Buddha, it would It'd be, be Mister Rogers. <laughs> yeah. I I just adore that man. Mm-hmm. And you know, just you know, with all of us, it's about. What can, what do I want to let go of, Yeah, you know, because it's again in, in Taoism, uh, which is a big part of Chinese medicine, you know, and when we're talking about healing, it's for you to receive anything in your life, to heal, to change your emotions, to become that, that person you want to be or closer, you know, you have to let go of something yeah. to make space for that. It's
0: kind of like your clothes closet, right? Yes.
1: If you yeah. want that fancy new suit or whatever yeah. it is, you've got to make room for yeah. that. And so you've got to find something that is old and messed up. It doesn't serve you anymore. That just doesn't. Yeah. Uh,
0: and you isn't know. you anymore. Yes.
1: because yeah. we And again, that's the one thing I wanted people mm-hmm. to continue to remember. You are not the you you were when you were a child. Right. You are not the you that you were when you were a teenager. You're not the you you were when you were a young adult. Like you have continually changed and to think that oh well i've always been this right. that's bullshit
0: or i'll always be this way yes if, if you want to be that's cool that's yeah gonna
1: be. yeah you're but making it, a choice by yeah. <laughs> saying that rather yeah. than be like oh because like i seriously i want everyone that's listening tonight to really sit down and think about this how you know have i always been the same no
2: yeah.
1: you know kind of Think about that. Maybe write down, "Look, well, this is who I was when I was a kid. This is who I was when I was a teenager. This mm-hmm. is who I was. and you will continue to change and develop and and grow. And that gives you hope because it shows yeah. that, wow, I'm a different person than I ever was, yeah. and okay. I'm going to be something completely different later on. Yeah. I I can change. I can, you know, evolve and let go of this stuff. I just have to start.
2: Yeah,
1: you know, because like I am a totally different person than I was when I was younger." I was a fucking asshole.
0: In <laughs> all the stages in your life you become a father, you're a different person, you yes. become a husband, you're a different person, you yeah. you know, you become whatever your career is, you're a different person. And I think, you know, it's we're here to grow, yeah. right? We're here to grow. So nature teaches us in all different ways about how to let go. The trees, you know, they're falling yeah. right now or we live, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They're they're letting go and they're knowing it's time, you know. And, and it's okay. It's okay to let go. Especially if it's not you anymore. Why would we want to hold on to that? You mm-hmm.
1: know? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So it's just getting that courage, like you said, this to courage. take that first step. Yeah. And again, like, it's interesting. Like when I teach about the water element mm-hmm. in uh, the five elements, letting go, you know, it's extreme emotion is fear. Yeah. And fear is always caused by shock, uncertainty, you know, uh, all of this stuff that's it's sudden. And it's just like, what do I do? What do I do? Mm-hmm. And the kidneys, you know, that's the main organ, kidney and bladder. Yep. What sits on top of the kidneys? you got the adrenal glands. So the adrenal glands are designed there that when we have a sudden shock or something fearful, we have that adrenal response. Mm-hmm. And it floods the body with adrenaline to give us great power and ability to actually do something. But the thing is we have to act yeah. with that energy to make change. And right. and when we think like the synergistic <clears throat> expression for fear is courage. Mm. The only way to let go of fear is to act courageously. Right. And when we don't do anything with that fear, you know, we become paralyzed in it, Frozen. we become paranoid. Yeah. You know, like y- 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 the yang response is paranoia, the yin response is, mm-hmm. you know, just to shut down and freeze. Mm-hmm. And any courageous act that has ever happened in the world, in history, mm-hmm. was always preceded by fear right. and resulted in courage. And so if you want to be your own hero, if you want to you know, be the hero in your story, yeah. you have to act. Yeah. You have to take that. And just think of that, you know, all of these uh, emotions, they're fuel for action.
2: Yeah, the
0: messengers. Yeah.
1: They, okay. So they they yeah. teach you what's happening, how you're interpreting the situation. Now take that fuel, take that energy, and act. Right. It's giving you that energy and power to make that change. Right. If you just sit there, you're yeah. just going to make yourself sick.
0: Yeah. And, you know, to be fair, that might be your skills in this moment, right? That might be it. These are undigested, unprocessed things yeah. that keep revisiting, going, hey, I'm still here. You've yeah. forgotten about me. Yeah. Hey, this anger thing. Remember, you're still mad about that because we haven't fully gone through that thing, right? Yeah. But, you know, to recognize where you are and what you need, like if you, if you want to learn a new skill set, you know, find the people who can help you with that next thing. Um, if your choice is to work through this or to have a different relationship or to, you know, feel different in your own life, just to feel good. Right. If you just want to be happy, just that simple little word happy isn't so simple, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of pieces that go into making a happy life. And, um, you know, just ask for what you need, I think. And that's courage, too. A lot of people have a hard time asking for help. Yeah. You know, I can't tell you how many people I work with. I always say, you know, how did you hear of me, da 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 you know? And, you know, most often they've been circling around me for three, four, five, six months waiting to have the courage or to be ready to ask for help or yeah. to say, I'm ready for this. And that's yeah. fair. Like, that's cool. You have to be ready to show up for this kind yeah. of work, right? So that's totally fair. But it, it does take some courage, And it, you know, but just, I guess what I would want people to know is that you know how, like you might not know how in your mind right now, Yeah. innately, you know how you might need a guide for a moment, Yeah. um, but it's all in there. You haven't been made defective and you, like you, you don't have the the, the possibility to change. We all do. We all do that old thing about an old dog can't learn new tricks or something. That's just BS. It's not true. Mm -hmm. It's been proven over and over that we can change, you know, the pathways in our mind. But um yeah, I would just yeah, it's a courageous act. It's a radical act to be yourself, right? Yeah. It's it does take courage, but doesn't courage like that root word core, isn't that from the heart? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So how do the kidneys and the heart work together in Chinese medicine, right? To create mm-hmm. action yeah. and to create that the flow in your body yeah. that allows you to move and not be frozen, right? Yeah.
1: And I think one thing to to emphasize as we're talking about this is, you know. Your core self, who you are, is good enough.
0: Totally. Currently
1: currently you are amazing and good enough. Yes. You just gotta let go of all those, you know, the trauma and Mm. the thoughts and the actions that are holding you back from really being who you are. And and I think we, especially with self-help, there's Mm -hmm. this obsession with self-help to have this picture of who I'm supposed to be Mm -hmm. and to work for years trying to be this person doing all these things. Oh, gosh. When that's that's not, that doesn't get you anywhere. It's letting go of all those things yeah. to embrace who you are yeah. because who you are, yeah. like people want the authentic, real, vulnerable you. Mm-hmm. They don't want this, yeah. you know, um, Instagram right. fake right. person that they can't relate to. Mm-hmm. Because sure, we look at that stuff and think like – It depends on where your mindset is. Like when I see that stuff on Instagram, I'm like, (laughs) oh, you Mm. know, that's judging me a little bit Mm. here, but I'm just like, like I respect, um, people who are true to themselves and vulnerable and open Yeah. because then I know they, um, accept themselves. So they're going to accept me.
2: Yeah. Yes.
1: Now, if someone is, oh no, I want to be this person. This is amazing. This is what I'm going towards. Then I look at them as like, okay, well, they're not complete because they're always trying to find this and they're not going to accept me because I'm not striving or trying to be those things too. I don't know. That's how I see it from my point of view.
0: Well, and there's some truth in there. And I think the saddest part of that is, you know, if this wasn't on Instagram, if this was, you know, in someone in your, in your world is that you really would never know each other Mm -hmm. unless we're real with each other, you know, you'll never, no one will really know you. Yeah. And that's, you know, that that human, the basic human needs to be seen and to be heard. Well, how can people see us if we're not if we're not comfortable yeah. showing who we are? And I understand that that, you know, it takes some time to get there. We've got a lot of layers and mm-hmm. conditioning from when we're <clears throat> kids and stuff. But if you're a person who really wants real authentic connection in your world, you know, we have to show up that way first. Yeah. And that's, you know, doing that work on ourselves and it's so important. It's not easy, but it's important.
1: Yeah, Yeah. one of the um, Kenneth Cohen wrote a book on um, uh, I don't know if you've he wrote one on Qigong, this beautiful, but he also did one on uh, Native American healing. His wife is um, uh, she Cree, I can't remember, but um, he he's he's basically an anthropologist that studied all these things. He's an acupuncturist, Qigong, and He does a lot of Native American healing. And one of the things he talks about regularly in his book is how the Native Americans see everything as medicine. Mm -hmm. And when someone is depressed or feeling off emotionally, their first um, course of treatment is song and dance and connection with the community. Because that's the medicine they need to heal. Because if you're feeling alone and separated and lost, Mm -hmm. you... Because that treatment, then, that medicine isn't, it's everyone in the community recognizing you're suffering. Yes. We love you. We accept you. Yeah. Let's all connect and share our energy and spend time together. And express, in this, In this right? dance and this song and all of this. And they would have songs around those things that mm. they would share. And then the, at the end, how could you not feel better right? after having a whole tribe? You oh, know, singing so and beautiful. dancing and telling you that they love you and support you. Yeah. And we need more of that.
0: Yeah, I love yeah. that. And there's also something in there that the community goes through these things together. Yeah. That if you're not okay, we're not okay, yeah. right? As a whole kind of thing, we all need to help each other. Yeah. And there, that's really, really beautiful. I'd heard that before, you know, when's the last time you sang? When's the last time you danced? When's the last time you told your story, right? Yeah those types of things. So that full expression and acceptance of that, you know, from being received from the other side. It's so important. You know, these things are so simple and so basic and so elemental. And yet, you know, it's, it's a, you know, universal, I think all of us at some point, you know, kind of revisit these things. And it's really for me just getting right back to basics. Mm Because the basics are who you are, right? yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> and, and keeping it
0: simple. If we're yeah. already overwhelmed, you know, keep the keep what we need to do to keep get us out of that overwhelm. Really simple, right? Yeah. Come back to your breath, right? Yeah. Come back to looking in someone's eyes, yeah. right?
1: And and listening, listening to yourself. Yes, yeah. I hope that this podcast is the medicine.
0: Yes, I would love that. That we
1: can share as a community. Yes, um, let it be medicine. You know, because it's you know we've been. <laughs> crazy story just the other day i bought a new chair for the office mm-hmm. i like to buy used stuff yeah and so i found it on uh um, facebook marketplace and i go in and i buy the chair And the guy's like are, i've seen you before are you a doctor here in town or something and you know and like yeah and he, oh yeah i know i've seen you and you know like Listens to the podcast. <laughs> he's, um, wow. you know, read some of the stuff about me in the paper and things like that. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know who you are.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. cool.
1: You know, it's just so I'm I am mm, I just hope these discussions give people yeah. the medicine they need. I love that. And, that's funny and that each one is going to be different because <clears throat> they're different people. And that, different that's why people. I want your story. Mm-hmm. I want your experience because someone is you're going to resonate with someone. And, yeah. And they're going to be like, wow, you know. That's that's what I needed to hear today. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, it's it's good, and it's a funny that you use that word medicine because I I have a my social media page on Facebook for my coaching. That's always my intention when I'm putting something out there that they're little dosages of medicine. Yeah. That's what I think. May, may whoever needs this, may it reach them. Right. Yeah. These little doses of medicine, little seeds, little things to think about. You know, planting planting little ideas, and that they start to grow. Right. Mm-hmm and keep it keep it really simple but and i appreciate you because you know you asked me to do this twice <laughs> and i'll <laughs> confess that i said no the first time yeah and twofold i'm not big on public speaking even though this isn't like there's no audience here but there still mm-hmm. is an audience yeah um and there's a little bit of anxiety around that and also you know sometimes we're just too darn close to ourselves and mm-hmm. i thought well what would i share
1: Really? What would I share? I'm like, see, to me it was just like, oh frick, Lisa has so much to share. This would be amazing.
0: Right. (laughs) But I think, you know, if I'm thinking that, because I know I have value, I know I've got a lot to say. And I'm also thinking, well, what would I share? Right. So we're sometimes just too darn close to ourselves to realize how, you know, how valuable we are. Yeah. And um and then the other piece was the a little bit of anxiety around public speaking. And I was like, you know, the universe comes at comes at me twice. Like yeah. you didn't ask once you asked twice. And I was yeah. like, okay, I'm going to say yes. Cause yeah. I trust, uh-huh. trust that there's yeah. something here that and challenge myself, right. Mm-hmm. Just challenge yeah. it. And yeah. it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. I'll get through it. I'll live.
1: I'll exactly. go to my
0: bed tonight and I'll sleep and you know, it'll, it'll, it'll all, it's all okay. Yeah. So it's important to kind of confront these things and, and to really, um, also acknowledge, I guess there's two parts to that, right? Acknowledging that you have something valuable yeah. to share. And we all have something valuable to share. Yeah. We all came with our own medicine. Exactly. And we all get to reap the rewards of that when we're courageous enough to show up, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. have these conversations. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's just a conversation on its own it can be so healing. Totally. And it's like you well, know I, what coaching is. It's a yeah. conversation. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And, you know, when and again, if we are in our community and within our relationships, if we're listening, yeah, not only will we hear our subconscious telling us what we need, but we will recognize when those that we're close to in love need some medicine. Yeah. And we'll be like, yeah. hey, do you got five minutes? Let's just let's just chat. Yeah. I've noticed this about you. I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like you. What's going on? You know, or what anything like that, any conversation starter to get people to share. And if we can, you know, in some way model conversation that can heal and help people listen and understand yes. each other, I'm all for that. Yeah. Because we need less division in our world and a little more connection and community.
0: Right. And right. how do we how do we do that? I always thought, you know, the simplest ways to have a conversation or share a meal with somebody. Yeah. You know, just simple things that we can do to kind of bridge. Yeah. bridge the gap and you know I, I guess it's it's important to know that there's so many people walking around not accepting themselves that if we could just as a community just accept, accept them who they accept are. them yeah. at least create that container and that environment mm-hmm. so that when they're ready they're they feel held you know and feel safe yeah. to be able to do that no matter what your story is Yeah, right there's a level of vulnerability that's needed to come out in a certain way right yeah. so um yeah, it's great. I'm, I'm so glad that you're doing this. This These conversations, like you said, everyone's been different. and They all have something to offer. And um, I really enjoyed, uh, there was a few of them that I really enjoyed. One of them was Glenn. Yeah, that, Glenn Lynch. That conversation yeah. with Glenn Lynch. I, I don't know Glenn. I've not met him, but I, I've met his wife a few times, Diane. Mm-hmm. That conversation, I was listening to that while I was working one day, and um, that stirred something in me. Yeah, that conversation did, it, it's, it reminded me of who I used to be like when I was younger and it reminded me what I was passionate about before. And sure, those things have kind of changed. I've grown and evolved and everything, but it brought me back to that place where I was just like, we can do better. We can do better. It's not like we don't know this is happening, right. Mm -hmm. Living with, you know, different, we're, we're all different. We're all different. And, you know, just hearing Glenn's story and knowing that, a, this is still happening, yeah. which I guess it's not a surprise, but it's still hard to hear again, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, for those that haven't heard that yeah. one,
1: Glenn is um, uh, a very tall black man Yes, <laughs> who has incurred a ton of racism yes. throughout his life. And what yeah. a
0: beautiful spirit he is. And I'm yeah. so glad he came and talked to you because I tell you, it stirred something in me yeah. and that's like, that's medicine, right? Yeah, I go exactly. out and I see the world in a different way and I act differently and I yes. talk differently and, yeah. I differently and I accept differently and I do all these different, different things. So yeah. it's important. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. Oh,
1: You're welcome. I, yeah. you know, um, I, if I could talk to every member of this community, I would love it.
0: Maybe you will. Be, maybe
1: it will. I could be here for a while. Yeah. We just have to do a few every week. You have but, to make them 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, uh, you know, there's not. There's going to be those that just aren't comfortable with it, but, you know, hopefully for those that aren't, they'll listen and hear someone yeah. that will, will yeah. touch them. Yeah. Absolutely. So it, uh, it's for those listening, if you want a little daily dose of medicine, well, that's not, not daily dose of medicine, <laughs> but a regular dose of medicine, follow save life coaching. Age, yeah on a sage sorry yeah. sage, and I will put a link and everything in below yeah thanks. and um, uh, I know um, uh, Lisa does fantastic work we've had a lot of our patients mm-hmm. uh, go through there and uh, you know if you I think you're ready to make a change mm-hmm. give her a shout good mm-hmm. give it a try I I know you'll you won't regret it and it will really benefit your life mm-hmm. yeah well, thank you so much. Thank you. This is beautiful, and I uh, really enjoyed what you shared, and yeah. it's going to make someone's day. Thank I hope you so, so much.
0: Yeah, we can yeah. all make each other's day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks.
1: That should be our 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 goal. You know, I think, and again, this is why you know Fred Rogers this is one of my
0: <laughs> Mister Rogers. He, he's in my <laughs>
1: echelon of God uh-huh. because he is. You know, his thing was always about you know. I accept you for who you are. Kindness. And you're special. Yeah. And you're unique. And. It's so
0: simple. Yeah. It's kindergarten level. It's yeah. It's so simple.
1: And we don't need to compete with each other. And, yeah. you know, only like the people that are successful or, or famous. Everyone is special. Everyone is lovely. And everyone has something in them that makes them incredible. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is get to know them. Totally. To get that out. And, you know. And, and we're all
0: benefit. We all benefit from that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: So we'll leave everyone with that. Yes. Yes. Except so all much. the
0: colors of the world. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Oh Well, thank you for your time. Thank
2: you. This yes, is a lot welcome. of fun.
1: And uh, I'm sure everyone's just going to love this one.
2: Yeah.
1: All right. Thank you for listening, everyone. We appreciate your time. And uh, thank you again to Lisa.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you, all
1: Jay. Right. Well, that was Lisa. What a fantastic interview. Lots of fun. She's She's a wonderful... A human being. And I have a lot of respect for Lisa. She has um, been through a lot individually and overcome a lot. And now she's using that uh, that strength that she's gained and the tools that she's developed to help others. And um, she's coached uh, many of my patients and they've found uh, great success and support in working with her. And it's nice to, again, hear someone who has a, you know, I always picture Lisa is very laid back and very caring, very loving, very supportive. And her approach, um, I'm sure fits many people when they need, uh, support and, and coaching. You know, I, I will admit that, uh, over a decade ago when I started hearing about life coaching, um, I didn't have necessarily a very positive view on it and that was more me for lack of understanding and the purpose behind it. I just thought it was a um, you know uh, a weekend course into trying to be a counselor and that's not at all what it is. I've I've changed that opinion as I've researched it and learned it and seeing how it's benefited people. Uh, I think with all of us we need time to contemplate what we want in our lives and have a good grasp and understanding of what makes us happy and what are the things and the steps that really bring us joy. And when we spend all our time in other people's media and other people's ideas and lessons and teachings and constantly barar, you know, just beat our minds with media, we don't have time to sit and ponder on who we are and what makes us who we are and what brings us happiness and what makes us feel complete. And I see a life coach as someone who helps you um kind of ponder and reveal that understanding to yourself. Our subconscious is great as that, as, as that at that as well. But there's something about someone teaching you those steps. And You know, where I could see, you know, like counseling and coaching is something that can benefit us throughout our lives. But just going through the experience once to understand that process and the questioning and the pondering that comes out of it to help us to understand more about who we are and where we want to be. I think if we don't have a clear understanding of what that is, then it causes us a lot of internal turmoil. When we are struggling to find our path, you know, in my course, the five elements, letting go, the whole first, uh, first section is all about Taoism and finding our path. And when we know and realize our path, then we slide into that, uh, pattern of wu wei, which is like this emptiness, nothingness. Now, what that means is that we we just, it's like we're flowing down the river and the river takes us, but that's our path. And it becomes a lot easier when we understand you know, what brings us peace and what fulfills us and what brings us joy. Because then we just follow that path and life can be pretty blissful. There's always struggles and difficulties, but You're on the path. So there's this this strength and understanding that comes with it. And when we are trying to walk someone else's path, or when we're seeking fame, or we're seeking power or money, rather than ourselves and understanding ourselves, it can be really lonely, even when you achieve those things. So there's a, a... a term within the Japanese culture called Ikigai. And it's about finding your path. It's about finding the thing that really brings you joy and doing it. And it could be so many different things. It could be anywhere from, you know, I just love to care for children. I love to care for the elderly. I love to teach. I love whatever it might be. You know, this thing that you do that just brings you joy. I can't remember watching a video years ago and they had interviewed this former surgeon and I can't remember if he had he had a head injury or something, but something had happened to him and it really made him kind of question the path that he had been on. So anyway, he sold all his stuff, quit his practice, kind of retired moved to Malibu I think it was and his favorite thing apparently to do is to rollerblade down the path along the beach and this particular movement of like balancing on one leg and leaning out and just riding that edge just brings him bliss (laughs) and his whole life is centered around just rollerblading now And you can see this joy in his eyes and this peace. And he's lucky that he had the financial income and he's retired and all of these things to live that life. But, you know, what is that thing that just fills us with joy and gets us so excited to get up in the morning? You know, you constantly hear people talking about find your passion, find your passion. Well, I think when we use the term passion, it makes it difficult for people to understand that and discover what that is. And I heard Mel Robbins recently, she refers to it as energy. Like what gives you energy? You know, in a world where we all feel kind of worn down and tired and beaten down because of the stresses and the, the speed of life and everything that's expected of us. You know, what's that thing? That even when you're super tired, you have energy to do. That you're like, well, I've got to. I've just done all these things, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little stressed, but wow, I really want to do this thing, that thing, that practice, that that sharing, that serving, whatever that thing is for you, like that's the thing that brings us energy, and gets stuff done, and brings us excitement and passion to our life. So I don't know what that is for you, but maybe you know a life coach can help you find it. Meditation, pondering, you know, just searching those things out. And we don't have we don't have to figure it out right away. We have a long time to figure that out. But it's all about that journey of discovering those things that bring you excitement. And if that's where you're putting your energy, to find that, to find peace, to, you know, you know, I, I, one more thing before I stop rambling here. You know, I, I talk to my boys about, you know, their plans in life. And, and I talk to a lot of young patients that come to the clinic when they're trying to decide what career or what to study or this or that. And I heard someone say something once that I thought was really powerful to help kids make those decisions. And instead of asking them what they want to be when they grow up, you ask them what problem they want to solve. And I think this is something that goes for everyone, not just, you know, the young people trying to plan their life, but all of us at any age. What problem do you want to solve? And then put your energy towards it. Put your excitement and your skill set and your, you know, your education and your focus to help solving that problem because even if you don't get rich off of it you will find peace you will find your ikigai you will find your dao and from that you will find peace and it is through that kind of practice and service and connection with community that are you know three of the most important pillars for us to find and achieve a balanced mental health. And I encourage you all to take some time to ponder these things this week. And, you know, share in the comments, send me a message. You know, if you have any questions, if you are struggling to find that, if you want some, you know, a little nudge, or if you figured it out and you know what it is, I'd love to hear it. You know, I want this podcast to be a real connection for the community. So, you know, let's let's share, let's get involved. If, you know, I want this to be part this podcast isn't just mine, it's the community's. And you know, if you feel there's someone out there that can their story will help our community. I want to share it. I want to sit down with that person. You know, I want a variety of individuals in this community. And you know, I'm You know, as I start out here, I'm working off the people I know and my connections and my friends and so on. If you know someone like I would love to hear from more, um, you know, immigrant Canadians. I want to hear from more religious people. I want to hear from, um, you know, uh, young adults that, uh, you know, have overcome stuff or going through things that are a little wise beyond their years. I I want to hear from my community. And if you can suggest someone that um, you're like, wow, they tell a great story. They've been through a lot. People need to hear about them. Our community needs to know about these people so that we can relate, that we can learn, that we can understand. You know, one of our most powerful podcasters, Glenn Lynch, because he doesn't represent the majority of people here in Okotoks. And his experience and understanding um opened our eyes to what racism is and how difficult and terrifying it is for someone. And we need to share these stories so that we can understand one another and become more connected as a community. So thank you so much for listening to my rant here at the end. (laughs) I always wonder who listens to these. (laughs) Do they listen to the interview? And then as soon as that's done, they stop or do they listen to my ramblings anyway? Uh, thank you. I, I really enjoy, um, you know, sharing these stories and I've got some amazing ones lined up here in the next few weeks and, uh, it's going to be great. And, you know, if you, again, if you know someone that can share it, a great story and in, in our community, please reach out to me and, uh, you know, please share the podcast. Uh, um, rate it you know so far we have a five-star rating on apple podcasts thank you so much for everyone that uh, rates and if you leave a rating with your name and everything we'll give you a shout out on the podcast love it you know let's uh let's get more involved with everyone that's listening thank you so much everyone have a great week and uh you know let's start it right thank you you